0: Worry when I edit this. This is gonna be like absolutely flawless. Oh like-
1: yeah, without blemish.
0: Okay. Oh yeah. Recording.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, perfect. So, first of all, welcome to everyone who um, clicked on our advertisements all over social media. <laughs>
1: yes welcome to our podcast
0: welcome to our podcast yeah
1: um okay i'll just start by saying um first of all we are recording this remotely for all of yes. those who are concerned i think that's a major thing take social distancing seriously please i
0: i 100 I, I could not agree more
1: yeah um so we created this podcast because me and jose often have like really interesting conversations and we felt like i don't know just oh, we, we, I, I hope they're interesting i hope they're interesting hopefully you guys think it's interesting too but um yeah we wanted to make a podcast because we're done with high school that's crazy we're done
0: with high school yeah and we're kind of like in the state of limbo where like we have we're not sure when college is gonna start when we know we're done with high school we have no more ib exams Mm -hmm. but like we have bu talking about like for example oh we're considering starting in winter we might oh, have yeah. virtual classes and stuff like that, and you know that's it's not it. You know what I mean? So yeah. for, while we're in the state of lim- limbo, rather than having our minds rot, mm-hmm. we figured might as well do something productive at our time. So here we are on the, a second and third opinion podcast.
1: Yes, welcome to our podcast. So we decided to call it that because these are just our opinions. Um, yeah.
0: On just various. just everything. Social, anything exactly
1: exactly so um since it's our first episode i think it would be ideal to kind of talk about who we are as people and our identity so yeah
0: well yeah so i think one thing so just for some context in case you don't know us personally we both go to an international school Mm -hmm. um and as a result of that even though we're both filipino we both hold filipino passports uh we always have the eternal struggle wherein We go to a family reunion, uh, and we're the only ones who cannot speak the dialogue.
1: Oh yeah, it's insane. So like, I feel like that's a major part of my identity at least, is that constant grapple with not being Filipino enough for any Filipino. And like, even though I live here, even though both my parents are Filipino, I'm just considered like, not Filipino. Like, my family jokes about it all the time. They're like, oh, she's the American one. Like... In this case, I guess I guess I technically am American, right? I was born in the States. But like, it's an interesting thing to think about, especially since we're both planning on going to the States for college.
0: Yeah, and fun that, fact, we're both going to Boston. We're literally going to be 10 minutes away. So. Exactly.
1: Anyway, um, we might not be going in the fall. <laughs> we might be going in January, but we don't know that. Anyways.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, that idea of like not being Filipino enough. And I think it comes at an interesting time, right before we're going to go to college. Um, and then we're going to be faced with, like, all of these new people who are asking us, ooh, like, where are you from? Like, all of that stuff. And it's, it's kind of weird to, like, face it.
0: Yeah, okay. Uh, I have a question for you. So, I know that you are an American, technically, right? You have an American passport. Yeah. But, like, do you hold that as, like, your personal identity? Like, do you identify yourself as a Filipino American, or are you just Filipino?
1: No, I don't identify myself as American at all. Um, in fact, like when people ask me, oh, like you were born in the States, like you're American. I'm like, no, I'm not. I was just born there. So, um, which is weird because although I do identify myself as fully Filipino, like if you talk to me at all, you would see more similarities in my, like, I don't know, just by the sound of my voice. Like I just sound American and like a lot of my, I think, and a lot of that influences from like being in, in, in an international school. But yeah, I don't identify as American. That's
0: weird. I mean, on the flip side, because uh, honestly, I'm assuming you're not like you're not American by like blood. You're just American because your your mom decided um, to give birth to you in the states. Yeah, yeah. Even though yeah, I've spent my whole life here. I'm actually half Taiwanese.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But actually, just funny story because, um, just disclaimer: my Chinese is not very good. But anyway. When I go to, like, for example, when I go to Taiwan, it's interesting because uh, when they say, oh, where are you from? Obviously, I'm Filipino. I've been given that I've spent most of my life in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. I would identify as Filipino first. I would say I'm half Filipino. Then when, but the moment I say I'm half Taiwanese, the eyes literally light up like, oh my God, you're half Taiwanese?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's interesting. No, it's just like, like cultural bond. But like on the flip side, when I'm um, in the Philippines... I always get roasted, because my Tagalog's terrible. Oh, yeah. It's awful. Like, for example, when I was in flight school, um, they would always speak Tagalog, like, the top, like, deep Tagalog conversation about aviation. I'm just like, oh, yeah. I don't know, I don't understand. Can you translate for me? And they will be like, dude, you spent your whole life here. Like, what's wrong with you?
1: Exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. It's the same exact thing. So I did, like, a bunch of internships, um, like, this past year. um, And since I was an intern, I had to, like, I had to do everything for everyone and people would ask me things in Tagalog and like obviously I can understand like you know simple things like oh get me coffee get me water whatever and I can understand but then when I would have to like talk to my other interns or like talk to other people everyone would just speak in Tagalog and I would just freeze up and I feel like that's just my natural reaction I want to hear your thoughts on this but my natural reaction to being put in situations where I just have to fully be Filipino is just to like turn inwards and because I get so so intimidated of just rejection just embarrassing myself not speaking Tagalog correctly so like I just shut off and I just stop talking and everyone thinks like oh she's like the shy intern girl even though like I'm a very outgoing person but just because I can't really like connect on that level of Tagalog so I wonder if you're like the same like how do you feel about that
0: I mean okay so I think i think a lot of our like um international sc- international school kid listeners
1: mm-hmm.
0: international filipino school kid listeners will relate to i think would be the quote-unquote fake filipino accent like have you noticed that when you're around people who prefer to speak tagalog our accents naturally become thicker oh,
1: yeah oh yeah
0: right and i th- um but on the flip side when we're say around foreigners or people who aren- aren't from the philippines our accents yeah. all of a sudden turned a little bit more white. <laughs>
1: you gotta you got have your white voice, man. No, I totally agree with that. And like when I, this is funny actually. I was talking to my dad, um, who was visiting my brother one year, and he was going to school in Boston as well. And my dad met one of his friends, Tommy, who's from Maine, and he's like, um, you know, white. And so when he's they white. were all like hanging out, like my brother, yeah. his friend, and my dad, my brother like turned to my dad to say something to him. And his friend Tommy goes, why is your voice like that? Like, what did you say? And my brother was like, I just said, like, something in English to him. And he was like, oh, no, but, like, you have an accent when you talk to your dad. And I noticed that, too. Like, when I talk to my parents, like, let's say I'm in the States and I talk to my parents, I have, like, a more Filipino, quote-unquote, accent. But then when I go to order, like, something from a random American person, I'll just put on my white voice. And it's so, like, it's such an instinct. It's so weird
0: it is weird it is weird i mean i think that almost i mean what do you think that says about like uh who we are as like filipinos because like for example uh even though like us as filipinos we're proud of like who we are there are certain Mm -hmm. aspects that we just like uh that we just like don't like like for example uh, all filipinos love being white I think, okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, lighter
1: skin.
0: This is is a big stereotype. But for example, a lot of Filipinos like to be lighter skin. Like, deadass, I've seen vaginal skin whitening cream.
1: (laughs) What? Okay. Real story. Okay. yeah, yeah. Skin whitening,
0: anything. That's a thing, yeah.
1: It it,
0: it is a thing here in this country. But I mean, like, I think it's interesting because um, even though, like, there are. Certain values that we Filipinos hold true to ourselves, um, there are also certain aspects that we just of ourselves that we just like despise. Like for example, like for example, right? If after yeah. you go to the beach, literally any family member will not hesitate to tell you, "Oh my God, you're so black now."
1: Oh my God! Yeah, no, but like also, but then when I look at myself in the mirror, like I want to be tan. I want to embrace like being dark and like because I don't know. I- I, I guess that's just from a privileged perspective. I guess this whole conversation is very privileged. I just want to point that out there. Like, please don't think, like, wow, look at these, like, rich international school kids whining about how they're not Filipino. Like, no, this is a very privileged conversation we're having right now. Yes, um, I, agree. I agree. But that being said, though, I feel like there's something to be said about being hyper-aware that you're not enough You're not a, enough of one culture Um. When you hang out with people of that culture, like, um, it's really interesting. Cause I was like, I went out once with Mika, my cousin, um, who goes to uh, UP, and her friends from Pep from her cheerleading, and um, like I was so like I was kind of really shy around them because they were all like speaking Tagalog and like um, I was like, oh, I told Mika like before we went out, I was like, please tell them I'm white, like I am not filipino like please just preface that because i was so insecure about not being filipino enough and it goes back to like that idea of like being super aware that you're not like you don't fit in and so i think that's that's something interesting i don't know but i have a question for you jose Go,
0: oh, shoot i'm open the questions okay
1: as the son of kuya kim like a <laughs> massive a massive filipino cultural okay. icon And you, like, being this third-culture kid, like, do you feel pressure to, like, be Filipino? Like, as Filipino as him? Because he's so, like, such a... I mean, not, like, in a fame way, but, like... A
0: bit bit, bit hyperbolic. but, okay, continue.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, not, like, not in a, like, oh, you have to be as famous, or, like, whatever. Not in that way, or, like, not in, like, cultural relevance, but just, like, do you feel like people expect you to be, like, super Filipino and, like, get shocked when you're, like, not? I don't know.
0: I I mean, okay, the normal reaction... Is that when they say, oh, this is son, they expect me to have fluent Tagalog, yeah. you know, and to be like culturally very similar. But unfortunately, because I grew up speaking English, when I introduce mm-hmm. myself, hi, I'm a rather than, oh, I was say or something like that, yeah they end up like, oh my god, he's, he's an English speaker. And then they all say, oh, uh, nosebleed, nosebleed, ah. Uh.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: oh, for context, nosebleed just basically means, like, oh, yeah. You get those because you don't know how to speak the language.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I get that all the time, oh my god. And I didn't get it for, like, the longest time because I was that, like, disconnected. Mm-hmm. And so, like, anyways. Yeah, right, so I, mean, it... yeah, I, I, just,
0: I just want. I just want to talk. Like, okay, for example, we're talking about these aspects as part of our Filipino identity. But, yeah. like, what is what is in, uh, like, a national identity? Because, like, for example, like... I actually saw um, like this documentary about this martial arts fighter. I actually have written it down here. It's a uh, Xu Xiaodong. Xu Xiaodong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And what happens is, so he is a Chinese martial arts fighter. Okay. Mm-hmm. And also, by the way, if you hear any dog barking, I most sincerely apologize.
1: All forty five <laughs> of the dogs apologize.
0: Um. Yeah. There. Let's just let's just wait until. This guy shuts up. <laughs> I've come kind of out of the I was kind of a podcast.
1: <laughs> okay. Lovely. Okay.
0: Anyway, so this guy is a Chinese martial arts fight, mixed martial arts fighter. Mm-hmm. And mixed martial arts is traditionally a very Western style of fighting. Okay?
1: Yeah.
0: So what happened was um, this martial arts fighter was pointing out um people he saw as quote-unquote fake martial artists for example he said that these people were scamming people into like learning these martial arts such as tai chi or, such as tai chi for self-defense but tai chi isn't supposed to be for self-defense he, would, he argued he was saying that tai chi is meant to be like to help with like your chi and stuff like that right and your body energy and like you know it's a, it's a form of fitness especially if you're older okay but there were these people trying to sell tai chi as a form of self-defense so what he did was oh sorry a Tai Chi fighter master I I'm fairly sure challenged uh, the MMA fighter the Chinese MMA fighter for a fight
1: mm-hmm.
0: and MMA's fighters like Kelly yeah, I bring it on so they fought and I yeah. think in 13 seconds this MMA fighter knocked him out knocked and on the Tai so. Chi master and and literally like beat the living crap out of him. And what followed after was that this MMA fighter was basically had all social media taken down by the government oh my um, god they have like they, obviously have you heard about like the social credit rating in china
1: oh yeah yeah Where yeah. they like like, it's like very black mirror it's very oh, Black yeah. Mirror.
0: oh yeah and yeah. by the way black mirror excellent show excellent show
1: excellent show,
0: excellent show. anyway <laughs> continuing on um his social credit score was basically brought down to the point where he couldn't even um rent he couldn't fly and he couldn't take the train
1: oh my god
0: and what he has to do now every time he fights is that he has to wear face paint because if he doesn't chinese like these chinese face recognition software is like pick up the live stream or pick up the fight and they block it so these promoters like, streams yeah okay so
1: how does this link back into like identity? nationalism no and because identity, yeah. what,
0: what what people think what people thought like how people took it in china was yep. that MMA, being a Western style uh, martial art, basically disgraced Tai Chi, which is like a very traditional Chinese martial art. Mm -hmm. So I found found that really interesting because they they saw basically an assault on their culture, and that's why the government gave them so much crap.
1: Yeah, that's that's super interesting. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I think that that really shows like um, culture really how far the like, culture really transcends it's, like, national identity transcends even into like martial arts and them seeing a tai chi master get beat up by what is seen as a foreign um, style of fighting like was unacceptable and therefore like the, this martial arts fighter basically got his life ruined
1: wow anyway, yeah that's yeah that's super interesting and like
0: something something interesting i wanted to share
1: i feel like that only like this is so weird i i Correct me if I'm wrong, I might be way out of line here, but I feel like that could only, like, come out of, like, a country that has not been colonialized. Colonialized? Colonized? colonized. Oh, my God. Okay,
0: but... Okay.
1: Right? But because, China like... Was,
0: wait, what do you mean? China was, co- was China colonized? Okay, partially. No,
1: they were yeah. not, right? Oh, well,
0: yeah. I not mean,
1: really. I don't know. I don't know if I'm out of okay. line here. I didn't take to a To the history
0: boss listening, I am so sorry. Yeah, but, I'm
1: so sorry. <laughs> I was, the last time I took history, history was sure grade correctly. 10.
0: Okay, um...
1: Was China colonized? Can you
0: I mean I, mean, yeah, I think not. I'm, I'm, I think you know what? The Japanese conquered it.
1: Yeah, but colonized by a Western country, sorry.
0: I, I actually yeah, no, I think I think you make a valid point. Because like for example, in the Philippines you have like uh we're very open to having non Filipino basketball players play on our national team.
1: Yeah, exactly, because they're perceived as like, I mean, they could be, but don't like, get me wrong, they're like very good. Like literally, like
0: every time someone is like, oh, I a Filipino and they win something, oh, like, oh my God, Filipino pride. <laughs> yeah,
1: but like, but the, on the flip side, like, we perceive everything like Western to be superior. I mean, maybe not that's so much true. now, but like everything, no, I, no, I, I, you I definitely know,
0: still think that's the case. If it
1: was like made in the US, like it's better, even though like, it's really not, I don't know. Again, very privileged perspective here, so, like...
0: No, but I 100% that. agree with you, because you know how it's always a selling point? Like, oh, yeah, this is imported from the USA. This exactly, is exactly, exactly. And Filipinos always, like, drool over that stuff. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I drool over that stuff, too. Yeah, right? no,
1: same. Like, get me a Hydro Flask, sis, even though, like...
0: Yeah. Anyways. Like, there is naturally a stigma, I think, in the Philippines against having... Not necessarily locally made, but, like, almost, like... Yeah, just like if it's made in Asia or if it's even made in the Philippines, it's kind of like, mm. Or you see, oh, it's made in Germany, made in Italy, made in the U.S., and it's like, oh, oh, yeah, this, this has to be good quality.
1: Yeah, and that, I think that goes back to your whole fighting thing, whereas, like, because we already have that, I feel like it would have been less culturally offensive if that happened here, right? Because we, we have that line of thinking that, like, the West is best or, like, whatever. Like, you know. Um. Anyways, interesting
0: okay um hold on give me 30 seconds i have to charge my laptop
1: (laughs) oh my god okay okay okay
0: but anyway i think i think actually that's actually a very good point because i think even though yes i am in no way for colonization who is i i think colonization um is a way for western countries used to exploit less industrialized countries but i think you make a valid point wherein um colonial uh, colonialism actually leads um for like almost like wider like perspectives yeah and like
1: also it it very much it's not just like an economic thing i mean like it impacts our culture too and like impacts preconceived notions about whiteness and i saw this tiktok the other day that was like is he cute or is he white and that kind of like i had to like i had to like lean back for a bit and like mm, is timothy chaw cute or is he just white and then i was like mm, no he's cute but like the, that's the idea is that like it has impacted us in more ways than just you know economy etc yeah anyways so i wanted to talk about also um meeting other filipinos outside of the philippines and
0: the, i think this brings me right back to my taiwanese example as soon as i said yeah. Even if I don't look Taiwanese, if you've seen me in real life, yeah. um, I very much not look Taiwanese. <laughs> as soon as I yes. say, get especially if I say in in Chinese, like, oh yeah, I'm half Taiwanese. Their eyes light up. So I think yeah, go sorry, go on, continue.
1: Uh, yeah, I think it's like it's so weird because I don't know if other people feel this way who aren't Filipino, but like it's like every time you. Well, I have the privilege of being able to travel, like, with my family. And every time we mm-hmm. traveled, we've, at, like, without fail, we have came across, like, a random Filipino person, like, in a random spot, like, struck up a conversation. Or, like, they would, like, subtly ask, like, oh, are you Filipino? And, like, we'd be, like, oh, my God, yeah. And, like, instantly we're best friends. And I think that's I think that's kind of, that's a, you know, a beautiful thing. You can yeah. just, like, instantly oh. connect with people. Oh,
0: yeah. I, that, that thing has actually happened to me before, wherein they know we're Filipino, we instantly get like, special treatment. For example, I remember a couple of years back, we went to Hawaii, um, mm-hmm. and the McDonald's staff were mostly Filipino. So, when they saw, like, when they saw that we're Filipino, this is back before 24-hour breakfast, right?
1: Okay, yeah. And it was
0: a couple, I think, 30 minutes after breakfast ended but they literally gave us all the leftovers for breakfast like here yeah, have it free so we're like we're having oh like god. pancakes or having like hash browns just purely because like we're filipino and I, yeah. I i think that is as you said a beautiful thing
1: yeah it's fantastic oh my god i just remembered so me and my family like my extended family went on a disney cruise
0: mm-hmm. and
1: like on the disney cruise each table has like their own server for the whole cruise so like you have the same server for the entire time yeah. Like no matter where you're eating because it's like a set thing. So like this night you eat here, this night you eat here. So you eat in a different place every night. So we have the same server, and our servers, both of our servers were Filipino. And one night they made us like adobo and white rice, and that was no just way. one of the best moments like of that entire trip because like it was so like such a small gesture, but like you know it just like really no but even though, out I, I remember
0: that we were, I, I was in a, I was at a cruise as well. Mm -hmm. and literally when the staff would be like done with their shift, we'd do like a whole Valpasoy Dos.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's just like like a beautiful thing. Like even if you're not like, even if you're like us and you're third culture kids and you're like not, you don't really feel like you're Filipino enough. Like when it comes down to it, like we're all in this together, you know? Like it's just, it's just a nice thing. Yeah.
0: I would ask you something. Okay. Yeah. Typically, us Filipinos, if you're Filipino, you bond instantly, regardless of where you're from. I, I can be from Manila, you can be from Mindanao. We'll still bond, I feel.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah. I'm not American, but I what I get is that people typically bond from the specific like area of the U.S. Why, why is that? Like, you're American. I think you, you might have to insight to that.
1: I mean, I've never lived in America per se, but I feel like just in general... America is just such a large place that if you're like, oh, I'm from America, and someone's like, oh, where? And you say California, and it's like, oh, I'm from New York. Like, those places are so far apart. I think they have their own very different like cultures. Cultures, yeah. So Mm. I feel like if it's you're in from like one specific area, and you're like, oh my God, I'm from that area too. Like, have you been to this place? Like, it's very much, you have more of a bonding experience, I guess, just because the country is massive, whereas here it's like. Or it's quite a small country. There, are a limited number of us. Well, that's debatable, but I I think it just comes down to geography.
0: Well, I think one of geography. I think politics comes out of culture, like or
1: just like can, yeah. Well, yeah. You can, culture. You can
0: imagine like someone from again big generalization here. Please, no hate. But for please example, please no if you're hate. gonna take so- take someone from say San Fran or the Bay yeah. Area, and you're gonna compare it to say someone from Montana or someone from uh, Michigan. I'm right? yeah. from, from Florida, I think. Culturally, like those places are also different from each other and so unique that it's probably hard to get a bond. But given yeah, that I us mean, Filipinos, we're literally like, crammed in here.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All that, of us.
0: Exactly. like I think I think it just allows us to bond a lot more.
1: Yeah, I think... I mean, it's the same thing as if you were like, oh, I'm from Asia. And I'd be like, where are you from? And someone said, Japan. I'd be like, cool. I've been there once, but like don't really know a lot about Japan. You know, I feel like that too, it, it would be the same thing. I wanted to bring up, I don't know, give me your thoughts on this. But when I went to Boston one year, I did like a summer camp Uh and I met this girl named Erica who was from Singapore and she had just moved to Boston, like straight from Singapore. So essentially like really similar to me in that, like she came from Asia and she had just like moved to Boston and I was just there for the summer. Um, And so, like, I instantly gravitated towards her because she was, like, this little Asian girl, too. And her stepdad was Filipino, and I was like, oh, yes, best friend. So do you find yourself, like, looking for Asian people in situations where there aren't many? Or, like, looking for Filipinos in situations where there aren't many?
0: Think of it kind of like spheres of influence, right? Like, within your inner core is, like, Filipinos. Like, that's what you identify most as. But I feel like, for example, culturally... We would be a lot more similar to someone, say, Taiwanese, Singaporean, Indonesian, mm-hmm. or a Chinese, Japanese, than we could to say someone from Europe. Like, don't get me wrong. I have many European friends. I love European. I have nothing against Europeans. Yeah. <laughs> but just like for example, I think naturally that's why, I think that's why we gravitate. Like if you don't have any Filipino friends or Filipino options. Oh my God, yeah. options. <laughs> Filipino yeah, options yeah, yeah. Are, like available to you. I think I'm um, having someone. You, you naturally look for someone who is as culturally similar to you, and I think just because of the like our shared history mm-hmm. uh, between like, with, with like these Southeast Asian countries, I feel that um helps like that allows for like cultural similarity and therefore help you get along.
1: Yeah. I wanted to talk about how also um i think that because our community is so international
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and that this idea our school
0: community,
1: our school community yeah, yeah and like that yeah um because we are so international within our school and there is a lot of people who are half filipino or um
0: just half not this, filipino at
1: all like half yeah. this half that something like something else from, from everywhere else like was born in korea but is Canadian or like just we're just so thir- jam-packed. Thir-
0: third culture kids.
1: Yeah, just a bunch of third culture kids. I yeah. feel like the, those times where you become like super aware that you're not Filipino enough is are very rare. Like I don't get those moments where I'm like, crap, like I can't speak Tagalog like I feel like anxious or like socially anxious like I can't say anything. And I rarely feel that way because everyone I know is in the same boat as me. So, I I don't know. Do you think that, like, that sheltered us in a way? Or is that just something that's interesting about us? Like, I don't know.
0: Hmm. I I see I see what you're getting at. Yeah, definitely. That, play, that plays a factor into, like, um, not letting us realize how, quote-unquote, un-Filipino we are. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, for example, um, I... I moved to ISM when I was in grade nine. Mm -hmm. And talking to, say, a teacher I haven't seen in three years, all of a sudden I talk to them. They're like, oh my God, you lost your Filipino accent. Are you talking so American now? And I'm just like, I did. And I think that's just because, like, the culture of the people around you kind of just, like, mesh into one international culture. That makes sense? Like, like specific national identities aren't really that clear-cut in international schools. I feel like, for example, that aspect of my Filipinas Mm -hmm. naturally just, like, goes away. So there's nothing really to compare it to because there aren't any quote-unquote true filipinos so that make sense to compare it to because the, yeah, because the only time where you community. really feel oh i don't know quote-unquote filipino enough is when you're around people who are quote-unquote filipino right so when there's nothing to compare yeah, it to exactly. i don't think you necessarily feel that and i think that's what inter- an international yeah. school does it's like It's because you're exposed to such a plethora of cultures that, oh my god these dogs <laughs>
1: Because you're exposed to a plethora
0: of cultures, yes. So, I think because you're exposed to uh, this plethora of cultures, is that just, oh my god, lots of train of thought. It's just like, (laughs) (laughs) oh god. Anyway, um, yeah, just like, um.
1: It takes away from that feeling of like, oh, I'm, yeah. And I think, I think on the flip side, what I'm really scared for going into um university and college is not being like American enough. I don't know, I've not been in
0: enough Yeah, I've not
1: been enough like situations. I
0: think I think I I am I think um I'm also fearing that like on on the flip side fearing that I'm not Filipino enough here I'm also fearing that I won't be quote like like I'll be able to fit in there because like oh what if I'm seen as like I'm too foreign. Right? Yeah. Like for example when I talk here, like people are like oh my god you have such an American accent. Then, when I talk to, say, my future classmates through FaceTime or whatever, they're like, oh my god, you're still thick Philippine accent. So I'm like, I'm thick Philippine accent. No way. <laughs> no way. Like, oh, I
1: yeah, feel what? like, yeah.
0: And then I get questions like, oh, music what do you listen to? You? Like, oh, it's life there? Like, I'm
1: just, just like, like you. Do you live in a hut? <laughs> the...
0: Oh my god. I, I, Bitch, I, I live in a condo. Okay, what, 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 like, sorry. What's your language, Ari? <laughs> oh
1: my god. No, but like that, I get so annoyed when people like, are, I don't know. I, I I know they don't mean to be, but they're just like ignorant.
0: Not okay. Okay. okay that that, that, that's, luckily, that, is, that is a big word. I would I would say like
1: no, not ignorant, I, but just like naive uninformed. about life here.
0: If they don't know, uninformed it, just,
1: or like yeah, they just don't know. And like yeah. I I I've not come across people who are like this outwardly uninformed or no ignorant in the sense that like they don't even know that they're ill like that the fact that they're uninformed, like, the way they're approaching the situation is offensive. Like, I have come across people who are uninformed, genuinely don't know about life here, and ask, like, very respectfully about what's happening here. Um, I had this one guy at camp ask me about Duterte in a very respectful manner. Let's not get into that here right now. Oh but my God. What, what, that's what, what, why I get what, so bothered what, what, when people are just, so... just like, <laughs> this is not getting political right now. No, but that's why I get really bothered when people are like, what are you because like i don't know like what are you <laughs> like I, I get offended in that sense because it's kind of like kind of disrespectful I, in a way i don't know I mean, okay
0: I, just... I, I i i mean i see where you're coming from but i choose to be differently because like this person just simply ha- is not as fortunate as us to have it's like, not as fortunate as us to have the exposure like we've been afforded like we're able to understand what culture what other cultures are like around the world because we go to international. I mean, but school. you have
1: the internet though.
0: No, but like, like no, but like for example, could I t- if I could if I would ask you to name one Botswanan dish, would you be able to name one? No, because obviously. Well, no,
1: that's not the that's not the issue. You, no, I feel no, like. No, no,
0: um, let me, me first my point. Let me first my point. Um, okay,
1: get to your point. Get to your point.
0: Because like for example, even though you could you could argue yeah we have the internet, it's just that we have not been too exposed to expose say Botswanian culture. Likewise, I think. For example, in, America, in say American public school, um, since it's mostly Americans there, they just don't, haven't been afforded the opportunity to like un, to learn about other people's cultures. When people ask me those questions, I think it's, you should we should see it as more like an opportunity to like share like who we are as people because like we're literally their first impression of our culture.
1: That's true. I think maybe I'm just like offended by it. no, that's not it. I think I've just had bad experiences where people have been like asking of- stupid questions. Yeah, ask me really dumb questions, and it's just like, oh, fair enough. okay, you just kind of ruined it. I mean, yeah. But yeah, I, I definitely don't want to go to university, and when I definitely don't intend on being very closed off and being like, oh, why are you even asking? Like, of course not. I guess, yeah. Just, there are some bad experiences.
0: Okay, um, oh, that's fair enough.
1: But yeah, um but I don't think there's much to be worried about especially for us at least going to Boston because it's such a diverse oh, place. Oh yeah. I'd like to pee. And there're just so many international students.
0: Exactly. I think I th- So I think like yeah, no we definitely don't have to worry about that.
1: Yeah. And like Boston's just, re- like Boston's a great place like it'll yeah. be fine. And it's not like, you know, middle America. Um, most oh, of the
0: people oh like, like a lot what of people are like type. very liberal.
1: Yeah, no, look at the f- look at the like, dude. Oh, I mean, about, if you were to, about, go, to go to Australia,
0: like, were you? <laughs> I,
1: was I? I don't know. No, but like, look at the like, if you were to like go to North Dakota.
0: Oh my god! Okay. As okay, a, as
1: opposed to Boston, like let,
0: let's just say the people. Nothing against okay, North the Dakota. Who... Like people, like let's just say the people will be around will generally be more exposed to other cultures. Let's just say that. Yeah. All right. Just
1: cause, just like, just based of, based off of the, um, the amount of diversity in that place. Just based off of the amount of schools in Boston. Just like there are just a lot of different people there.
0: I agree. I, I, Anyways. Anyway, since since we we've been scapegoating Americans about to be about being the most about just like be, everything. about being the most ignorant people who've ever lived.
1: <laughs> really not that's not no, that's not meant I, to be a generalization I, at I, all that's I, just I like
0: I, I'm... but anyway <laughs> since we've been doing this for the last 40 minutes um <laughs> I, I, I just want to i just want to bring up something so yeah obviously we're living in a time of coronavirus mm-hmm. and we see that many people in america are refusing their lockdown orders under or stay-at-home orders oh
1: my god
0: and yeah again big start sterilization stereo- <laughs> <laughs> Stere- Stere- <laughs> stereo- big stereotype but
1: generalization, generalization
0: yeah. Yeah, big generalization yeah. but um, for example I've had my American friends tell me because Americans have too much freedom and like it's just so it's yeah. just so ingrained in them that mm-hmm. like um, they're just incapable of staying home like for example I saw this one protester with a sign saying give me liberty or give me death and i'm just like oh my god jeez <laughs> like coming coming yeah, out of the foreign like it, it, yeah, yeah it's weird but anyway i think I'm the, American I think the thing about that I want, I want your thoughts
1: okay i i think the thing about that is um um obviously like i saw to, to like piggyback off, off of what you were saying i saw one of these like protests and someone had a sign that said my body my choice uh-huh. and it was like she didn't want to wear a mask and in my head, it was like, but it's not about your body. It's about everyone's body. It's about everyone's body. It's about the people who have, like, have other, like, who are obese, who have heart issues, who have lung issues, who are old, that can die from a from this virus mm-hmm. if you don't wear a mask. So it's not about your body. And I think that, like, I guess here, or at least in Asia, um, we've been able to, like, well, one, like, our lockdown is quite strict and everyone's been taking it seriously here, but also we have this, like, um, mindset, this, like, collectivist mindset in that, like, the Filipinos are very much about family. We very much value, like, the collective society.
0: Oh, um, I agree with that. Yeah, Asian Asian culture is very collective. I agree.
1: Exactly. And, like, in Not not, not to
0: say one is better than the other, but I'm just just, just merely pointing it out. Yeah
1: yeah exactly and in the west it's very individualist and i think that's good um when you're young and you want to prove yourself and you want to be successful and i think you know every man for themselves selves works in that regard but when it comes to this um you know you want to it's my body my choice when in reality it's not so i think it comes down to that like difference in ideology let's move on let's move on paper cuts paper cuts so this segment we want to just talk about
0: small annoyances things, in our lives
1: yes just things that just are just kind of annoying but not really that bad would you like to start us off with that?
0: sure i know i've talked about this um with you privately but i want i want to let mm-hmm. the world know i have a very strong distaste for euphemisms i think
1: euphemism yes yes yes
0: Ari is, has heard many rants about this
1: oh yeah oh yeah
0: because okay let's like for example uh, rather than saying my dog died, people like to say my dog passed away, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But like, for example, in my head, I'm kind of thinking, no, the dog didn't pass away. The dog's dead.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Or like, for example, like what's a, what's another euphemism? Um, like when people say it was a ethnic cleansing, no, it was it, it was <laughs> a, it was a genocide, and I okay, and and, and I, I okay. It, it still means the same thing. I get that. If we Google yeah. passed away and dead, it basically tells you the thing is dead. If we search for <laughs> ethnic cleansing and genocide, it both basically leads to, to like <laughs> genocide. <laughs> no, cleansing. no, no, but like, no, okay, no, yeah, I no. Mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? like, if, um, oh my god, it's so passionate all of a sudden. If, uh, like... <laughs> this
1: is the most passionate. <laughs>
0: this is the
1: most passionate you've been this whole, like, hour. Oh
0: my god. Anyways. <laughs> if- no, because, like, okay, 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 okay. Because, like, for example, ethnic cleansing is meant to almost make it seem less bad, right?
1: Yeah. Well, ethnic cleansing kind of sounds bad. I think you gotta pick a different euphemism.
0: Like, give me another euphemism.
1: Like, okay, let's go on, passed away. Passed away and died.
0: Yeah. Okay, because, like. Oh my god, this is gonna turn into a big, like, philosophy thing. But, like.
1: Oh my god, but... this was my TOK essay, Loki. <laughs> Anyways.
0: <can laughs> you... no, but, anyway, for, uh. For, like, passed away. People like to say passed away because we as humans are naturally very, almost like, squeamish of death. Like, people like talking about death. But mm-hmm. honestly, like, I think it's kind of productive to, like, avoid the topic of death. Because if the person is dead, or that your dog is dead, or something is dead, it's not coming back. Oh, yeah. It's not coming back. I'm sorry. Like, it's not going to come back. And I think the faster you accept that it's dead, and are comfortable using the term dead, I think the easier it will be to get over that death.
1: I think you make a fair point, but and also. Like, when and, somebody...
0: a, and also, like, for example, with like, I know we, we agree not to say this, but for example, with ethnic cleansing, you're just oh completely avoiding like the horrors of what a genocide is by saying ethnic cleansing. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. good point.
1: Anyways, I think my point, at least in the case of the passed away dead thing, um, you just want to be sensitive to someone who is like, probably very emotionally volatile Mm -hmm. um but i think that just goes for like that specific case i'm sure there are other cases of euphemisms that you know
0: since you bring that up i want to bring up something i know i brought this up with you also privately but i think the podcast should know okay i think i think that empathy is illogical i know that we humans crave empathy. I crave empathy. I'm I'm still a human being. That's how humans work. Oh yes. Right, but like for example, empathy should not like empathy. How do you say this? Um, a logical solution. For example, if you're given a math problem,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they ask someone and you tell someone about your math problem, you don't expect them to be like, oh yeah, it's okay. It's a hard problem. I mm-hmm. I got your back. No, you 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 want yeah. to tell me how to do your your, your your uh your calculus homework right <laughs> like, yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: like your, your your thoughts your thoughts anyway
1: so co- i guess what you're implying there is like why do we offer empathy instead of um, yeah because like for example a direct like, solution
0: because like you say that passing away is a way of showing the empathy like oh yeah i feel for you but like um logically if you are thinking about this like in the, like for example if we were all computers and would to do this as, as efficiently as possible by accepting that he's dead, wouldn't that be the most effective way to allow the person to move on?
1: Yeah, so you're saying that, like, why don't we just offer solutions instead of empathy? And and why do we offer empathy instead of just being blunt and having solutions?
0: Exactly.
1: So I feel like, as I said to you privately in our other conversation, um, empathy, I guess, in a way, is, like, in and of itself, like, a solution. Oh, yeah. If did, you're feeling did, did you sad. remember this, yeah. Yeah, if you're feeling sad and somebody empathizes with you, that in a way solves your problem of being sad and helps you, therefore, get over it later on. So it's just like a smaller step, I guess. And that's my opinion on that. Um, moving on to my paper cut, mine sure, is go. super shallow. <laughs> I told you this, oh, and I—it's when you cut your toenails too short. Oh my god! <laughs> and you have to wear like you have to wear like closed toed shoes. Oh, and God. then someone steps on your foot and your toenail, like the, it, it's just really uncomfortable. Anyway, I always do that. <laughs> and now during this, during this extended community quarantine, I can't go to the salon and have someone else cut my toenails. So I just. Cause, oh my God. Yeah. So well, <laughs> there's
0: okay. I, I, I mean, I, I get a similar issue because like, for example, if I cut yeah. my nails too short, in my hands, like almost like the skin underneath, like when you like push it, push it forward, it almost like hurts.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Last thing, um, movie recommendations, show recommendations.
0: Show recommendations okay. are just general things to pass the time while while locked down. Yeah. Home. Yeah. And I, um, I am thinking of ahead. a very good show. I think mm-hmm. you would agree. Yeah. I think on the count comic three. We can, we can. We can. We'll both say the same thing.
1: <laughs> okay. okay go. Three,
0: two, one. Money, money heist. heist. Yes. There we go. We didn't
1: even <laughs> plan that. That was not planned. That's not that my recommendation. Not- That's Jose's recommendation. But I stand by
0: it. 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 it is a very good show if so the premise of money heist is basically there's a band of robbers criminals that Mm -hmm. plan to um, rob the royal mint of spain and they have this whole elaborate plan on how to get the money get out without going Mm -hmm. into too much detail excellent go watch it
1: excellent go watch it especially if you kind of know spanish if you kind of know italian watch it in spanish with english subtitles Mm -hmm.
0: I mean, it's I, so I, I, I don't speak a lick of Spanish, so I watched it all in English, and I I, com- I still appreciated the show. Like, the, the dubbing's great. It,
1: yeah.
0: So it's not, it's, it's, not, and... it's not one of those shows where it's, like, this terrible dubbing. No, I, the, the, the dubbing's great.
1: No, yeah, the dubbing is great, too, yeah. The,
0: the um, dubbing is great.
1: Yeah, so my movie recommendation, unfortunately, is not on Netflix, and I watched it today, and I feel like it's super relevant to the conversation we just had.
0: Oh, shoot. I don't know about this. All right, go.
1: No, no, no. It's the movie. It's called Sorry to Bother You. It was made in 2018 mm-hmm. by the director Boots Riley. Um, go find it on any other streaming platform or you can download it. But it's basically. Um, a this movie podcast about, is not
0: sponsored. Just saying.
1: This, this is not sponsored. <laughs> no, but I just watched this today and it, yeah. it's really good. Um, so it's about this telemarketer um, who is African American mm-hmm. and he f- discovers that the way to be successful at his job is to use his white voice. Um, and I think it's a super interesting look into that that idea Ooh, of, like, performing for one side of your identity, like, especially for African-Americans and how, like, to be successful you have to be more white. Um, but then there's, like, the scene at a party where um, he's kind of, like, the token black character and his blackness, quote-unquote, is, like, played up for the entertainment of white people. And so I think that duality is super interesting. Um, this, sh- may, may,
0: this may, movie may I, may I bring up a point about that yeah go there is actually a study taken recently not recently it was a couple of years back where mm-hmm. some guy sent out 20 resumes with the name Joe then his last name and mm-hmm. then he sent out um, 20 resumes with the name Hase something Yeah, with the exact same qualifications with the Joe mm-hmm. thing he heard back from something like 90% or whatever from the jobs when he put a set he only heard back from 40 so i think that ties in back to like oh yeah if the more white you are the more more you're seen as like more like educated something something like that but when you hear the word jose you know i'm a set Mm -hmm. unfortunately but
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah or just not being white and like yeah so i think it's super interesting this movie is super good it's um it's like a comedy but then there are also elements of like fantasy like i don't know it's like very parabolic and like um symbolic or whatever and it reflects i think it reflects the i like the split identity we discussed obviously not to like compare the african-american struggle in the u.s to us like oh i'm not filipino enough like obviously that is no comparison but i think it's a really cool movie and you should watch it so yeah uh thank you for listening um
0: if you manage to make the whole hour, um...
1: If you, yeah, if you listen to this whole thing, wow, thank please
0: you. Please shoot me a text.
1: <laughs> yeah, please shoot me a text as well. I would love to know if you listen to this whole thing.
0: Um, it's like, um, let, let, let us know what you think of it. Like, yeah, how, what, please, what, genuinely. What, what we can talk about next. Because yes, um, we are bored and we and we think that um, this has potential, but obviously we want to know what you guys want us to talk about.
1: Yeah, um, also... Thank you again for listening. I don't know. I feel like it's so it you have to be some sort of like narcissistic to think someone's going to listen to you for like a whole hour. So But
0: so if you managed that. if you managed to make it this far. Thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you for boosting my ego really. Thank mm,
0: <laughs> Um
1: anyway. So yeah, we will see you next time. Um <laughs> This is how do you even end a podcast? Okay, bye. Peace out.